Hey, hey, you guys. I'm just so excited to have another special guest here on season seven of Black Canvas. We have Miss Gloria L. Alaskar, and she is an actress. She's a model. She's a mother, entrepreneur. She has a lot of great qualities. And I'm so glad when I reached out to her, she said she wanted to be on the show. And so I wanted her actually to do something a little different than some of my guests. I normally do the bio and read a lot of information, but I wanted Gloria to kind of introduce herself to the listeners and you guys will learn hopefully a lot more about her today. So Gloria, if you're ready, you can kind of let us know a little bit about your life. Sure. Uh, where do I start? Um, well, uh, to say it, a long story short, which I doubt it will happen, but I, I was, a you know, grew up, born and raised in Sweden. Uh, parents are Moroccan, so I'm North African. Um, I, had a passion for entertainment right away as soon as I started walking I danced to Michael Jackson I Janet Jackson I learned how to belly dance really early like I think I have a video of myself when I'm like belly dancing at age three and I was always 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 performing in front of my mom's friends and and whenever she had guests over so I just remember that feeling like just stage presence was everything for me. And I knew what I wanted to do right away, very early on in life. Um, as an empathetic child, uh, I knew that acting was for me. And, uh, but it, it was also hard because you kind of grew up angsty <laughs> with all those overwhelming feelings. I uh, also had a fa passion for fashion, which sounds really funny, but um, I I didn't stay long in Sweden. I, I lived there for about 20 years. Uh, my dad passed away and he was all about this, the entertainment industry for me. He loved when I did all that. He pushed me so hard and he's like, you need to be in Hollywood. And I was like, yeah, right, dad. How am I going to get there? I'm in Sweden. Um, mom was completely opposite. So that was like really hard to argue with her. So I studied media and PR and just advertising and film and, and production growing up, like in high school, I believe. And, um, it was, it was fun. I learned everything about it, ins and outs, storytelling, uh, radio, anything in the film production industry and media and how to advertise and stuff. But back in the day, right? So it's not, it wasn't this like fast paced social media that we have now. And then I kind of, uh, I don't know how my dad passed away uh, when I was 19. And I really decided to take his advice. And he always told me that I need to travel and that that is school of life. So instead of um, going to university and, you know, continue on with my studies, I just took a three, four year break, just traveling. And I learned French and I learned Spanish and I was just, just doing me. I didn't know what else to do. I was very confused. I put all of my dreams in the back burner and I didn't really believe in myself you know what I mean? I was in a phase in life where I was like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going to kind of travel and, and learn about cultures and life and languages and being on my own. Right. So I did that. That was fun. I met a lot of people and I ended up 
<laughs> I did, I, I forgot the step, but I actually ended up in the university and I was supposed to become a teacher. I know, a huge step from everything else that I talked about. A teacher in uh, PE and English. So obviously that didn't last. That was like six months, but it did take me to New York. So that's where everything began in America. Um, we got a scholarship and we, because we were studying to become uh, English teachers, they gave us a scholarship and a free trip to any English speaking countries. So I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to go to London because that's like my neighbor country. I can go there anytime. So I decided to go to New York because Sex in the City was a huge show back then. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to New York and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my life just like that show. <laughs> so I go over there, travel over there. I absolutely fall in love with the city. And I knew right off the bat, I'm very spontaneous, that I was going to live there. Came back to Sweden, got my visa situated, and I started um, Berkeley College Fashion Marketing and Management which was, you know, kind of a continuation of what I did in high school. And uh, <laughs> this became a very long story. And uh, long story short, I, I graduated. I met someone. I had three babies. I ran a business in the nightlife industry. And I staffed dancers. And going back to that, I actually... To support myself through college, I became a go-go dancer. So I, I call myself, I called myself showgirl because go-go was just not what I did. I designed my own costumes. It was all rhinestones and feathers and and just more of a showgirl theme. That quickly took trend and all the nightclubs, the, the great nightclubs, um, started hiring me as uh, the main dance staff staffer and I was uh, basically a creative director for a lot of places and that was fun that was a season I, I did that for eight years through college and through my babies and I could work from home and be doing that and then going into the clubs sometimes and I also danced after the fact I had children just to get in shape again so that was a whole different story. But you know what? That time in the nightlife, it taught me so much. And I had such heartbreaks and I dealt with so many assholes. And I had to be, I had to grow some balls to be able to do that. And I did get into page six, which was like honoring my costumes and my work, which was, uh, a great tribute for what I did. Um, I made good money, but it didn't fulfill me. So in a very abusive relationship, I juggled small babies and everything kind of fell into, it just, it was just not good. Uh, I had a very dark, I went into a very dark place, um, but I never went into a dark place meaning drugs, alcohol, whatever, I really sustained away from all of that. But my then husband was. So I had to deal with all of that and kind of just leave 
with small babies in New York and I was homeless for a hot second. And, but luckily I had people taking care of me and basically my whole world crashed and I had to, you know what they say, once you hit rock bottom, there's only way up. Right. And that's what I did. I, I just managed from going from welfare, from going from making such good money in nightlife and having a name to myself and doing all the stuff and being such a badass mom and juggling everything and carrying my twin girls and my son up the stairs in the New York subways to, to just this, where I am today. I'm blown away of how far I've come. Um, but the story in between that, I did go on welfare. I, I was lost. I had to start from scratch. I stayed with someone in a small room with my babies. And I had to start working solo and doing all kinds of stuff, gigs here and there. And I then met someone else who kind of saw me as a model. And he brought me on and we kind of worked on creative direction and I started shooting myself as a model and I kind of picked up modeling again because um, so I started modeling when I was 16 in Sweden uh, but I had a long break and modeling kind of picked up you know doing photo shoots TFP <laughs> trade for photos and you're I mean Doing that in New York City was kind of dangerous because you don't know who, what apartment you went to to shoot and if the photographers were legit. And so, yeah, that was another story that was being taught. Um, you know, that moved slowly. It's not like I signed with an agency, but I, I did gain experience and I had soon I had a big portfolio. And um uh, my kids grew a little bigger. I started having a better life and I decided to uh, move to LA and with no thoughts about acting or anything. It was just like, yeah, I want to go to LA for better, better weather, uh, more quality life for my children and just easier. Right. In New York was just a closed chapter after 12 years. It was just too much and a very good chapter or a book shall I say. Um, so when I come, came to LA, I already, I actually signed with an agency, a modeling agency, and it was, it was tough. I quickly got into a major depression. I didn't know what to do. I had these kids and I ended up having another child. I was just lost and I wanted to act. I knew I was in the, in the field of wow, this is Hollywood. I live 10 minutes away from Hollywood. This is where I can, you know, go for my dreams and do it. And I just became depressed because I didn't know where to start. I had no friends in LA and I was, I just had my family. So I started experimenting with food, started a food channel and that was not what I wanted to do. And I, um, I feel like I'm just going on and on, but uh, but it comes to the juicy part, I promise. So I did that. I was just like, no, nope, I don't want to do this. I want to be in front of a camera, but I don't want to do food at all. So I don't want to be a hostess I, at all. And um, 
yeah, I just kind of, I was pregnant for a whole year. <laughs> it feels like a year. And I, I went to this place called Vipassana, where it's like a whole meditation center. And where you just kind of sit and meditate for 10 days straight and you don't talk to anyone. And I was pregnant at that time. I was like 14 weeks. And that got me in touch with my true self. And this pregnancy kind of kicked me in the butt and like, all right, mom, what are you going to do? You got, are you, are you going to pursue your dreams or are you going to just wait till you're 60 or 70 and, and regret everything that you ever wanted? And um, yeah, so that kind of brought me to that point. So the moment I had my baby, I went for my headshots. I started all all the studios out there. I tried every single one. And I shot a student film and then another student film and then another <laughs> and basically gathered footage and I auditioned so much. And I got a manager who believed in me right away and he's still with me today. And believe it or not, he got me my first recurring on a Tyler Perry show. So that's, I'm in Atlanta right now shooting. Um, that is so exciting. So I've come a far, far, far away. Um, and everything in between was, I mean, it had its ebbs and flows. And But one thing that I remained was... I was excited about this. The moment I decided that I wanted to become an actress and I'm going to give it my all and I'm going to have fun in the journey and I'm going to just do it all with a passion and enjoy the journey completely. Every audition, every fail, every rejection, it all comes with it. I let go of all the control and everything negative around it. And I made so many friends and I found a community at Ivana Chubbuck studio. I stayed there for three years and I studied and I learned the craft so well. I grew so much as an actress there. And I have to thank every bullshit that I went through in New York city and the abusive relationship and the other relationship to, you know, I have to thank that. I have to and be grateful for that journey because I have, I can use all of that in my acting career in every, every role I, I delve into every audition I delve into all those layers come out of me. It's it, it actually makes it easier. So I'm grateful for everything that I have um, been through all my travels, losing my dad at a young age, um, not knowing where I, where I wanted to be or how I wanted to, be or who I wanted to be, but just enjoying the moment and just kind of take one day at a time. And then each day was like getting closer to what I wanted to do. So that's my introduction. That's a very long introduction. So yeah. Well, I love it, Gloria. First of all, I want to commend you for being so open and candid and honest about your experience. And I want to also if we can do this, I did this a little earlier today. I had a guest on when we honored his um, grandmother, but I want to do this episode in honor of your father, if that's okay. Oh, I would love that. Especially, you know, it was Father's Day the other day and 
I'm here shooting the show and I, I didn't even think about it. And I just really wanted to find an old picture and I wasn't, I'm not home. And I was like, wow, I couldn't even like post something about him, but this is, I am honored that you mentioned this. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was your dad's name? Larby. Larby. All right. Well, we're dedicating this to him. I, I'm a, I'm a big believer in things happening for a reason and that we don't meet each other just by circumstance or happenstance at times. I think that everything happens for a purpose. And I feel like your story um, just is going to help inspire so many people who might be thinking about giving up or who are losing faith in, in the process of life or just the experience of going through failed relationships or trying to help raise your kids and being an entrepreneur, being just being that person that people can actually count on. And it's many times what happens, Gloria, and, and this is the truth, is when we're at our lowest moments, we, we sometimes forget how much strength we actually have to fight um, because we were just in the midst of, of the storm. But we forget that the eye is the actual calmest part of a storm and that if we can actually envision our future and what we want for ourselves and surround ourselves with people who love and support us, um, sometimes that's all we need. And and I know your kids at one point, they'll hopefully be able to listen back to this and know how much their mom has fought, not only for her career, but also to teach them about never giving up on life and just being yourself and, and keeping strong people around you. So I want to just first commend you for being who you are and going through the challenges you face, but still finding your purpose in, in the pain. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get so emotional. Um, it's okay. So let me guide you through this. I know we kind of had a setup of questions we were going to do. We're not going to yeah. do that today. We're going to do that another time. This is a great opportunity to kind of get um, to know you. Yeah. But also, I want to be able sure. to kind of help you. I'm a person who likes to laugh. So I'm going to have us get back to some fun and laughter because I think that's important. Yeah, no, I I think this is very cathartic for me, and uh, yeah. sometimes I forget how how far I've come and what I went through to get here. Um, I really liked your question, so I would love to. We can just like kind of jazz it up, DJ it up. <laughs> okay, you know I'm good with that too. So before yeah. we get into the questions, I wanted to kind of tell you a quick sure. fact about me. Um, yes, well, I was here about you. Yes, I'm originally from New Orleans, so I've been a huge, huge Tyler Perry fan since I was younger. I've always loved Tyler Perry, and um, Wendell Pierce, um, who's an actor as well, um, he actually grew up in the neighborhood where I lived. I lived in the Night Ward of New Orleans. That's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. I, I, I'm a huge fan, too. Yeah, so I'm like, one day I'm going to meet Tyler Perry, and the funniest thing is, I don't know if Tyler Perry will ever listen to this, but I actually mailed him um, one of my books I wrote. It's a book of poetry, and I sent it to his studio. So I was always praying, like, one day, hopefully, he'll get a chance just to read it, because I wrote a little really nice note in there just saying how much I admired him and how much he's inspired so many people from New Orleans. So I love that. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm going I'm do I'm actually I'm going to relay this to the producers that I did a um um interview with you and I'm going to say that you have sent the book and um yeah who knows this is all divine timing right <laughs> divine appointment 
I, I do agree in that. And I have a strong faith. And my whole purpose with this show, I always tell people, when people ask me about the title Black Canvas, where did it come from? And so I wrote a book called Black Canvas, which was mm-hmm. a different premise. But when I thought of this show, um, it was during COVID, when COVID really was at its worst. And I had gotten really sick and I thought I had COVID mm-hmm. and I thought I was going to die because I went five days. I could hardly breathe, but I really bad asthma. And I was having a real bad reaction. And I would never forget just the thought of, I have so much to give this world. I felt that I need to share it and I wasn't going to be alive to do so. And so when I wrote the books of poetry recently, I hadn't written that in years since my grandfather had passed when I was 17. And that really changed my life. And I always said, if I get an opportunity later in life to do it, I want to dedicate it to so many people who have passed or who really have made an influence in my life. And so I have written those books and it was from an African-American perspective, but I wanted wow. people to know how important we are and we need to be seen and heard. And um, so that was my goal. And then I've been counseling on my LPC. So I work as a counselor full time. Mm-hmm. And so I love it. I love helping people. And, and this has just been a, a blessing. Oh, wow. And I love your name uh, on the horizon. I think that's beautiful. It's like, it's kind of like looking out to you know you know when they say the grass is always greener on the other side no it's just it's you know really not just look over the horizon (laughs) thank you so much yeah I actually came up with that title for an email when I was in high school and I'll never forget when I came up it's like the first one I had was it's a new day and I used that many times and someone stole my my yahoo years ago I was like oh lord I need to change it and so <laughs> on the horizon came up in my mind That's and people funny. have always loved it. Like that is a really cool way of looking at life. And I, w- I love it. I, and when I saw that, I was like, uh, yeah, this is, this is up my alley. <laughs> <This is good." laughs> I love that. That's an inspiring story that you were like, okay, I got to grab the horn on the bulls or whatever that's called. <laughs> whatever that's called. It's, I'm Swedish. So sometimes I get these, uh, sayings wrong, but um, you're, you know, you're saying yes to life, and I'm all about that. So that's beautiful that you, you were going through the difficult time, and you were like, no, let me help find inspiration and and help people, and that you did that, and you know what, God got you. That's right. That's right. You're you right about to, that. You wanted to bless others and you were like, please keep me alive. I have so much to do and tell and say. It's amazing. That's well, you you are amazing as well, Gloria. I'm telling you, like when I was listening to your story, I just saw so many different people that I've crossed paths with who've gone through this. And my mom who struggled, worked three jobs. And when you talked about PE, my mom was a work mm. um at my elementary school and did PE and she was a paraprofessional and did a lot of stuff and I've come from a lineage of of family members who just worked hard and and I went through a lot of abuse in my childhood with my dad, but it just reminded me of what he did didn't break me. It just allowed me to find myself. And it also allowed me to to have empathy for people who are misunderstood. And I, I know that he didn't have as much tutelage growing up from his father. And so I don't hold it against them. I mean, it definitely pained me and hurt me, but it it allowed me also just just to realize that sometimes we have to distance ourselves and we also have to know when we say no to something, we have to say yes to ourselves. And so I'm choosing that. 
Right. Well, create boundaries. Exactly. Creating boundaries. And, you know, I, I believe in that you do have, you meet mirrors, right? And that person I was with then, that's how I didn't feel great about me. So I met a person who didn't feel great about himself and it projected. So I believe that. And I believe that, you know, I forget, I have forgiven. I've moved on. Um, it was mostly verbally abuse. Uh, and that was something that kind of destroyed me. It was a lot of the gaslighting and manipulation and cheating and, and, you know, and I, my kids were so small and I just said to myself, I do not want my little girls to be to grow up with this and think that it's okay to be treated like this by a man. And I do not want my son to treat women like this. So I left and I, you know, I was just like, I'm worthy of more. Um, I respect myself more. And that was a major, major rock bottom. And especially with little kids and swallowing my pride and going on welfare and just kind of like start from scratch after, you know, surviving well on, on good money and in New York city, you know, but I had to, I had to survive and I had to feed my kids. And, um, I just feel proud of myself for, for who knew I was just, you know, trying to go to America and, and study and do something out of myself. And, I knew quickly that I'm not a person to work for companies or being an employee. I'm an entrepreneur and I did that. I literally, literally became an entrepreneur in New York city as a foreigner. And this is a land of opportunities. So there's so much to do here and there's so much to create. And I still do that. I, I, I'm going through a divorce again, and um, but I have he he's a he's a great man, and he's uh, he took the responsibility of uh, the kids as a stepfather, and you know he was saying I have a child with him too, but he was saying that you know these are my kids, so don't take them away from me. We'll we'll do half and half, so every other week. So we are co-parenting and it's, it's on a respectful level. And it was, I just felt the need to move on. Uh, we weren't on the same page. We separated uh, as friends. And I think, like you said, we are mirrors. I, mean, I said that, but like you said, you create boundaries for yourself and what's not serving you anymore. You got to, just separate away from that to be able to grow. And that is my very recent transition in life. I, you know, I just felt like I am ready to give my all to myself. I'm ready to be selfish without guilt. And I'm ready to say yes to life and, and not be a people pleaser because it's just going to hurt you in the long run. And I'm, I've been the biggest people pleaser on earth, probably. And I just realized, like, that's not a good thing to be because you're not going anywhere in life if you do that. And um, it's been back and forth on guilt and 
not knowing uh, guilt and my good mom to do this, but my children has been the biggest supporters, the biggest fans. And we found a whole other level of love and, you know, me, them seeing me at my best, them, them and I, we have this beautiful conversation. It's raw, it's true, it's vulnerable. And we didn't have that before. So now during this big transition that I don't get to see my children full time, it's giving me the opportunity to fully launch and be true to myself and be fully authentic, but also have that time when I'm with them, it is fully present. I am giving them my all, my best of me, because I get to do exactly what I love in life. And finding that balance has been really difficult because I punish myself so much. Like, this is horrible. I'm a horrible mom. Like, what am I doing? This is not, they need me. But they've over and over told me, we love seeing you happy. This is the best thing that you could do for me. They're my biggest fans. And I'm now realizing, you know what? This is life. And they're here. They chose me. Mm -hmm. They chose me and they are learning through me how to be, how to fully pursue their dreams and be authentic and vulnerable and knowing that I, I've gone through all that and still shine. So it's, it's beautiful to see how, how, how much of a big heart they have being, you know, they're 12, 11, and I have a five-year-old, but they're just such amazing kids. I'm, I'm so proud to have them and, and walking this journey with them. I really appreciate you sharing that. And I want to, I want to really tell you this before we get into some of the questions, because I want you to remember this, that when you said that you don't really get to see them, I want you to remember that they get to see you. And that means that all the changes you're making and all the hard work that you're putting in, they're going to get an opportunity to see this. And they're going to see who you are and not who you had to pretend to be, to be happy. And so just keep that in mind. Like, even in those moments when you're like, oh, I wish I could have done this. So I'm a bad mom. You're not. You're a mom who's working on yourself. And the only way you can find you is by going through these challenges and, and rising above it and being a bigger person. And then also letting people know that there's going to be times I'm going to get angry. I'm going to get frustrated but that's that's life i mean yeah <laughs> it's life and i i can tell you this but they have seen all the layers of me and and you know what i never i always snap back and i tell them this is why i felt like that and this is why i became like that i'm going through it and i want to i want you to understand that i it is none of your fault i'm i'm projecting I'm going through this. I feel the stress of this and that. And it is none of your fault that I just kind of snapped. And we have those conversations and it, it's so beautiful that I can just be my full self with them. And they just like, you know, we got it. We understand, you know, because I grew up with a, with a mother who just, you know, she grew up horribly with, 
you know, got hit and, and just not, not loved. And so she gave, she mirrored that to me. So growing up angsty and I only had my dad to talk to, it was, it was really hard. Um, I never had that motherly love that I needed. And I have always wanted to do the opposite. And I, I know that that's the last thing I want to be how my mom was to me growing up. And it sucks to say this because she's really trying now and she doesn't even remember being that way to me. But, you know, this stuff that imprints as a kid. But one thing that she did show me was she was a badass, independent, always hustling, worked so many jobs. And the only problem was that she wasn't seen or heard and loved. And I thought that was okay. You know, that was okay. My dad was a great father, but he was, that was a toxic relationship. I did not like what I saw. I begged them to get a divorce. So I'm just living the example from what I saw my parents living. And I always want to want to be happy. Like I try to find happiness all the time and fulfillment and joy and just kind of trying to live in the vortex, you know? So that's my goal. And I want my kids to live the same way. And honestly, being honest and open with your kids is the best way you can be. That It's the best way, the best way to just like be completely honest about everything because they appreciate that so much absolutely well i think you are off to a great start gloria like i said don't beat yourself up that is just something with life you can present the best to your kids and still they may miss something and say i wish you had been here for this and you missed that that's just a part of life and and i just want you to know you're doing the best you can and we're just so glad that you shared that story with us for sure man i i cannot wait to connect with this is so current right now and I, I would love to connect with other moms that are going through the same thing because it's frowned upon and it's not many moms and women, according to the society, we're not supposed to leave, you know, we're not supposed to, we're women, we're moms, where the men always leave, you know what I mean? But a woman who decides to leave and, and knowing her worth, it's frowned upon. That's just how it is. But there, it is happening, and and I, I just wish I could connect with more moms that have been through this and going through it. Um, and it's you know it's not it's literally not a bad thing, and I, I've come to that conclusion now. And you're helping me <laughs> realizing that too. But it took a few months for me to kind of accept this and not have guilt about it. And just kind of like, well, this is the, this is the current situation, and I just have to embrace it and be the best I can be for them. That's right. So, well, I'm just, I'm so excited for you. I really am. I, I know this is just only going to be the beginning for you moving forward. I really feel that. Yeah, I feel like I'm just getting started, and I'm 41, so you know, age is just a number. I'm telling everyone that. Because when you do pursue your your fullest, you don't age. Like that's the secret of aging, of not aging. There's no creams. There's no none of that. Literally, 
you have a youthful heart, it will show, it will radiate outside. And I started late. Like, I started at 36, everything, film and TV. I started late, but I always grew up. I grew up with theater. I grew up with entertainment. I danced. Uh, but I put that on the back burner because I was like, well, my mom was like drilling me. and like, no, that's just that's just a dream. It's very hard to succeed and it's not for you. Just go study, go do your things. Um, she always had a whip on my butt, like you need to get A's. And, you know, I became very academic. I, I was a good student. I, she, she put high pressure on me to, to achieve great grades. I graduated from Berkeley college with a 3.9 GPA an honor student. And I, I always had that pressure on me to perform great, but guess what? I've not shown my degree to anyone. I've always worked for myself. I've always, you know, done my own. I've never, I've gone to like two interviews. And even then I was like, you know what? I don't want to work. I don't want to work for them. <laughs> but I always <laughs> fell back to like, geez, I should probably, I should probably look for a job. And then I was like, nah, and then I tried to become a stewardess or like flight attendant because I was like, well, then I can travel the world and it's great benefits, yada, yada. It is such a huge process doing that. I'm like, nope. And then every time I try to do that, something else happens. Something bigger happens for me as what I love to do. And I'm just going to stay in this path. Right now, I found another art um uh, outlet that I'm, that I'm obsessed with and it's photography. So I, after I left, uh, my last husband, I decided to supplement my income with photography. And I obviously started shooting a lot of people for like a year and I got this great portfolio and, right after when I, when I moved out, I started charging as a photographer and it's been going great. Um, I'm affordable, but I just love doing it. It's a, it's another art arts outlet that I get to fulfill, uh, seeing people capturing their essences. It, it goes hand in hand with, the. Uh, it's kind of like acting when I'm acting, when I'm in on a set, when I'm, photographing people I feel like I can bring out that rapport in every single person and that's something that I I love to do but obviously my acting career is going to take off it's not what I'm going to do uh, photography obviously but it it's been it's been a journey because it kind of helped me supplement my income throughout you know auditioning and 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 such um I'd rather do that than drive a lift or bartend or waitress at this age. And trust me, I've done all of that too. Um, I've, I've driven lift and it's not for me at all, even though it's amazing to sit with your own thoughts and meet cool people. But I just realized I can, if I, if I just focus on photography and, doing that in between my auditions and booking commercials and modeling jobs. It's just, it's a all around perfect art outlet for me. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. And, and I think that's inspiring for us to listen to for sure, because many people might be questioning, am I in a, on the right path? Should I give up? And I think, like I say, you're going to really inspire a lot of people, Gloria. Well, I'm, that's where my, so every day I journal, this is, I want to, I want to tell everyone what I do to keep focused on my inner peace, right? My fulfillment journaling every morning, breath work, meditation. I know this sounds very mumbo jumbo, but like it really freaking works. And I'm saying this because you don't have to sit for an hour. You can meditate for five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you can and build from there. Um, Journal one page or a paragraph or whatever it is. Let your subconscious flow. I always Every time I pick up my notepad, I always have a title. It just comes to me, you know, gratitude. And I start journaling of how I'm so grateful for every single thing I have. A bed to sleep on, a healthy body, food on my plate, uh, my children, love, just everything. I just count my blessings. And that is a perfect way to snap back to you know being humble and grounded just a gratitude journal and you can do that at night and mornings and sometimes when I feel like I'm anxious or I feel I'm not getting what I want or whatever just take a pen a notepad and start counting your blessings this will ground you real quick exercising always move your body. I'm lucky I live in LA. I always have sunshine. I can take a walk for just the simplest exercise or just, you know, do a little YouTube exercise. It doesn't have to cost money. You don't have to have a fancy gym. This is what I've always been doing. I've relied on fitness as my biggest mental health endorphin kicker. So that's, that has been, that has been my, throughout all the years at postpartum depressions, whatever fitness has always got my, my positive mindset. That was my number one meditation. It started from two minutes, then five minutes, then 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And now I can sit an hour. So it, and you know what? You don't have to sit and listen to a fan. You can go on YouTube and find any videos, whatever you want, guided meditations, sleep meditations, whatever it is, just find the one that fits you. Um, so these are really crucial elements that ha- I have had in my back pockets throughout all these years. And without them, I don't know if I could have you know, managed. So this has brought me positivity, hope, joy, and just being in a vortex. Uh, lately, I'm not a religious person, but I feel like after the massive guilt of, you know, ending another relationship and having my kids away from me every other week, I leaned into God. And I started going to Mosaic. And I knew that was my missing link. My mom is a Muslim and I always saw her, you know, pray to Allah 
and she's not super radical or anything. She kind of started praying after my dad died. Uh, he was definitely not religious and he was, you know, and I told my mom real quick, I was like, listen, I am not about the big religions because it creates, a, there's a lot of war out there and it's all about that. And it's radical this and radical that. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue Hinduism and Buddhism because I feel like that's about inner peace. And I've, I've held on to that since I was like 14 and I've gone with it. You know, I, I respect all kinds of girls out there in, in India and, you know, Ramdas is a big, big uh, person I follow and um, I love his mindset and ideas and his talks. But I lately, as of lately, I'm, I'm saying this like from maybe around Christmas, I just leaned into God more. And I remember going to the service at Mosaic and I was just tears just fell I felt such a pour of love from God and Jesus and all these people the worshipers singing these beautiful songs I felt like I belonged and ever since then I've just been so blessed with so many things and it's like I talk to God now I was like God you know what if this is not for me take it out of my hands if it's for me, you know, I trust you. It's like my journals have gone from my inner being and inner peace to, you know, counting blessings to just reaching out to God. And my life has turned around like a 180. I, it's, I get goosebumps talking about it, but I really, really, really believe that was my missing link to everything. And I finally feel whole that I have something I can lean on to, including all my, you know, self inner work that I do, uh, meditation and finding inner peace and doing the work, my mental work, understanding, being aware of what I am doing wrong, understanding what, understanding my ego and also finding a balance of, okay, let's be real here. Let's find reality. What's unattainable? What's attainable? Do I believe in myself? Yes, I do. So I've created a huge balance as, you know, growing up. And I feel like with the, with the years, you kind of get more grounded and kind of understand life a little bit better. And I'm I, I feel like I was an old soul as a kid, but then I, I was also a late bloomer. So it's weird, but there's a question here you have, uh, which kind of touched my heart. And it was, um, was it, what do you wish your younger self knew about your current profession? It just made me laugh and giggle a little bit because it was kind of like I just saw my little self. And that's something that I've been working on a lot as an actress in the studios to get in touch with my little self. And because little people have needs and they go for it. My five-year-old, she, she can switch her objectives and actions so quick and she gets everything, you know? So that's a big, big teaching in acting. <laughs> um, 
I feel like my little self, my five-year-old self is so proud of me right now that I listened to that little girl's dreams and I just snapped and woke up and like, I will do this. I'm going to do this. And that goes back to, you know what? This is the secret to not aging, to really, really fully pursue your little girl's, your little self person dream. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm playing around with my past self and, you know, doing, having, having to play different people. Auditioning is a job, right? So being, having that opportunity to just delve into different characters, it's fun. It's play, it's play pretend and, and bringing your own life to it and just being you and offer casting, offer yourself to casting because that's what, what it is. You offer something to casting. You do not ever <laughs> think what casting wants. It's completely opposite. And that's how you book. That's what I've learned as of recent. So uh, what I wish my younger self knew about my current profession. Uh, I would say, you know what? Dream big and dream hard. That's, I wish that I didn't dim my dreams because of outside, you know, people saying that it, it, it's just a dream. Don't do it, whatever. Um, but what do you wish your young self knew about your current profession? That it takes a lot of work that you can't give up and you just got to keep persevering and being persistent and just doing it with a smile. Cause I did have lots of hiccups and I put them in a back burner. So just keep on doing it and crafting, crafting, crafting because NBA players are not NBA players because they sat down on a sofa watching basketball. They literally trained every day. That's right. So, that is, that yeah. is correct, Gloria. Now, I do want to do this. I thought this would be a really great opportunity because I definitely want to continue the conversation but I want to do a part one and a part two, because I don't want to rush through these questions with you. So if if you are open to it, okay. I would love to have you back very soon. So if you have time later this week, or even maybe we might have time tomorrow or another day to actually shoot another um, episode, I would love to have you back to really go in depth with these questions, because I think in honor of your father, I really wanted us to have this emotional conversation about your life. And I think the next one, we could really have a fun conversation mm -hmm. about things you're, you've done with acting and talk more in depth, because I really don't want to rush you through any questions. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And and I appreciate that. I tend to uh, <laughs> try not to go off. <laughs> the, if You know, sometimes I'm like losing track of what we're talking about. And I go into other things because my mind thinks faster than I speak. And then I'm like, on to the next thing. And I'm like, wait, hold on a second. Um, absolutely. I would love to do a second part. And I would love to just answer these questions. And, you know, I, I'm grateful to hear that I could do this father tribute. Uh, he was a very important person to me. Uh, I have him hanging, you know, he's been in my <laughs> short films framed as either my husband or dad, which is hilarious. So he's been, he's been around 
he's he's been he's been with me i feel his presence so and sometimes i kind of feel like my son like he's reincarnated as him <laughs> sometimes i'm like wait is that you dad <laughs> but i doubt it um it's funny though i i would love to i do have i'm not sure about my schedule tomorrow but i i'm if you're up for it, I'm always ready to, I'm very spontaneous and I know I'm flying back to LA uh, Thursday for sure. And um, yeah, I would love to do a second part and I would love to just like, I've always wanted to do this. So <laughs> I love talking so, and inspire people and empower people. So that's something that I want to do as an actress, uh, leaving it at that. My, mission as an actress is to tell inspiring and empowering stories. So I'm not just an actress. I produce and I also write. I've, I've co-written uh, a story with uh, another person. Her name is Anya. And she's incredible. Um, she's an incredible screenwriter. And I we've developed a second draft. And uh, it's about sex trafficking. And it's about this woman who is trying to patch her life and family together um and that's that's what that's all i'm gonna say but i definitely am looking to produce films and and act in them and creating my own path because you know what <laughs> working with tyler perry right now is like a huge blessing and and i feel like i found home and i feel like i'm doing a great job so i i'm hoping to be back um or maybe another Tyler Perry show. But uh, it's been a blessing so far and it came out of nowhere. So, you know what? Never give up and your life can change in a day. That's what I say. So. I agree with that statement. I, I will say with this show, I love doing Black Canvas and I have a second show called Space Between that I do, which is live performing with different artists who perform their music and who weren't given the opportunity during COVID to tour, um, this is an opportunity for them to sing their music live. So I love that um, this is an opportunity for people to share their true authentic selves and to have fun and that I can have a platform like this. And um, when my guest, um, Dionardi, who I spoke to you this morning, um, I was able to announce that I've reached 100,000 streams with no sponsors, just people who have been supporting and sharing it. And it's such a great opportunity. And I always, when I share these momentous occasions with my listeners, I always just remind them that you have to believe in yourself and receive, you know, what is for you is for you and not to compare yourself to anyone else. I don't need to have 5 million followers. That's not important to me. Oh, no, no. It's even if you have one follower, you're successful. That's right. So you know what? You inspire one person, you're successful. And I, that's something that I've always journaled about, that I always want to inspire and empower people. And it's happening. And I'm just kind of like blown away about what you put out there will come to you. What you feel will come to you. I'm a big uh, Abram Hicks fan. So that's something I listen to on a daily basis. Just YouTube, Abram Hicks. I, I'm reading the book. I'm obsessed. And that's my, you know, latest <laughs> law of attraction stuff that I, that works. It works. Always focus on feeling good and everything unfolds. 
feel good and everything unfolds. Law of attraction. That's right. <laughs> That's all. You know, um, I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm honored to be on your show and I would love to come back for a second part and who knows, maybe a third or fourth. <laughs> as many times you want to come, Gloria, you can come back. Thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, you are an amazing human being and I'm just glad that I reached out to you. I'm glad that we were able to set this up and you guys, Gloria and I have been back and forth emailing trying to figure out how to make this work. And I think it happened at the right time, at the right space to share this. And like I said, dedicating this to your dad is an honor for me because I know how important it is that people who you love, who cared about you and who have pushed you. And and I know he's here with us. And I'm just so glad that you've given me the opportunity to honor him and for me to honor you by allowing you to share your story with us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. I, you have no idea how how honored I am to be able to do that, especially when Father's Day was just the other day. You know, I couldn't call him up and I couldn't say I love you. I I had him in my heart and it's actually his birthday month and he passed away July, some sometimes in July. So there's a lot going on. These months are very heavy for me. Father's Day and then his birthday and then his uh, death, death, death anniversary. So, yeah. So thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Well, I'm here for you. So just, you have my number now. You can reach out to me and, you know, I can definitely be able to be a friend. I feel like that's important that we we all support each other through our challenges because we never know when we're going to need to lean our head on someone's shoulder, but also just to hear some sage advice when we are wanting to give up or not understand why we're going through what we're going through. I think having someone who you can trust and who really loves and supports you is what we need in these moments. So I, that's why I said, I'm definitely here as a friend. Reach out when you need me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you and I'm excited. I'm excited for our next talk. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, we thank you so much, Gloria, for being on Black Canvas. And you guys, she will be back very soon. So I know y'all want part two of this. I definitely can't wait because I think that you are going to help change lives. And hopefully, we never know. We might have some other special guests on. You, you never know who might be on this show very soon. I have some really cool people that I'm going to invite on very soon. So I think it's just going to be a great momentous occasion for all of us just to kind of connect love each other, support each other through these challenges. And I'm just very proud of you. I love that. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be part of that. Thank you and have a great evening, night. Good sleep. All right, <laughs> All right you too, Gloria. I'll talk with you soon. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you.